You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 227. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and I am so delighted that you're here today. Now, before we get started, you know that I love to hear from all of you. So thank you for all the messages in the DMs on Instagram. I love them. Sometimes it's hard to keep up, but I do my best. So if you want to chat, I'm usually hanging out on Instagram in the DMs. I'm just Amy Porterfield on Instagram. But I also love to read your reviews in iTunes. And I learn so much about all of you and what you want and what you need in terms of your marketing from your reviews. So I want to give a shout out to John Meekish. And John left me a review in iTunes. A big thank you to you, John. He wrote, I love listening to people who can break down a topic to the simple and practical elements. This is a solid podcast that I will be listening to on the regular. Music to my ears, John. Thank you again so very much. I'm lucky to have you as part of this community, and I hope you're going to feel that way after this episode because I feel like my guest did a really good job today of breaking it down. Today, we're going to dive into all things chatbots. You know I'm all about automating what I can inside of my business, and using chatbots is a prime example of an automation strategy that I definitely want to dive into more and more. Since I began using chatbots, not only have they kicked up our customer service experience, but they've also increased sales to my evergreen programs. So you may not know what a chatbot is just yet, or you may not know much about it or how to get started, but I'm pretty sure you've already interacted with one. My guest today is Andrew Warner. Don't tell Hobie, but I might have a business crush on Andrew. Andrew is from Mixergy, the popular podcast where he talks with top startup entrepreneurs. And Andrew is obsessed with chatbots. He told me that chatbots are the future of online engagement. Sounds like something that could be helpful for your business, right? I hope that you are all ears because we're going to get into so many great details that you must know before you get started. Also, if you're on the fence with chatbots and you don't like this idea of automation and you think maybe it's a little bit too robotic, well, keep listening because you know that I love that human touch in my marketing. So if I'm using chatbots, then I want you to be open-minded to using chatbots as well. As you listen today, think about where a chatbot might make sense in your business too. And maybe you don't have that need today, but in the coming months, after you launch your online course or your membership site, or you begin selling your physical products online, then you might be at the place where your customer service needs to be at a larger scale and you want to reach out to people at a whole different level and you want to make sure that you're getting in front of the right people, well, a chat bot can do all of that. 
Before we have Andrew join us, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my free masterclass, How to Confidently Create Your First Profitable Course in 60 Days. If you've been thinking about creating an online course, or if you've had an amazing idea for an online course for a while, but you're just not sure where to get started, this free masterclass is perfect for you. All you need to do is head over to amyporterfield.com forward slash courses. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's talk all things chatbots with Andrew Warner. Andrew, welcome to the show. I'm truly looking forward to talking all things bots with you. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for turning on video. I I told you I wore a nice shirt. <laughs> I wore a jacket for you. He did. Because everything that you do is so beautifully done and polished. I said, I cannot appear like a schlub. I've got to show up. You guys, right when I came on Skype, I was not planning on being on video. I'm literally in workout clothes. And here he shows up. And I said, Andrew, you look so handsome in a, in a sports coat. Thanks for Thanks. bringing it today. And I'm glad that you're willing to do video. I need the human interaction. If it's just me talking into a mic, I feel like I have robot or something. But if me talking to you and I get to see you smile and I get to see <laughs> where you're not excited about what I'm saying, it helps me adjust and be more myself. So I'm glad I get to see you. I'm glad you got me out of my shell. You know, I don't love video, but I thought, I come on, Amy, don't be so vain. Get on video. So, right on. so here we are. I know my listeners can't necessarily see you, but I took a snapshot of you so they could just see how dapper you look. So you. we'll include it in the show notes. Okay. So before we get into all things chatbots, I want my listeners, if they're new to you, to, to kind of learn a little bit about who you are. And we always talk about how you earn a living. So can you, can you give us some details? Yeah, sure. So I'm someone who, when I graduated from school, noticed that email was becoming the way that most people were communicating. And so I started an email newsletter that was just like a joke a day, and then a trivia day newsletter, and then an inspiring quote via email. And all this stuff seemed ridiculous at the time. But I knew that people would subscribe and want content via email. And sure enough, it got into over 20 million subscribers, over 20 million inboxes. Oh it's my huge. gosh, that number's crazy. I know. Today, you want to know something crazy? We got over 80% open rates on the emails that we would send out. What? So huge audience, huge yes. open rates. And then the revenue followed. It was over $35 million in sales. And then we eventually, I say we, it was me and my kid brother. And then we eventually hired more and more people and sold the business um, back in 03. And I took a bunch of time off. And then I said, I'm at a stage in my life where I always wanted to interview and write a magazine. And I want to do something like that. And I discovered podcasting in 08. And I said, this could be a way for me to interview people to do the kind of stuff that I love. Because I, to this day, I read biographies nonstop. This could be a way for me to create it. And I started creating it. I did it just for a legacy. Then I was persuaded to add some advertising to it. And my audience has known that I had gone into advertising, kicking and screaming. I didn't need the money. I felt like it was distracting. But what I discovered was having ads made it more professional, feel less like a hobby to people. And when I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses, the audience doesn't want to see this as my money pit, me spending money just mm. to do this little hobby. The fact that they see that it supports itself, that it's producing hundreds of thousands of dollars in ads and then more money from membership makes them feel like this is a real thing and allows me also to say, I'm not putting my own money into it anymore. This is going to stand alone. And so that's where I am right now. The site is called Mixergy. I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. And occasionally I talk about 
what I did with email marketing back when I had that business. I am a huge fan of Mixergy. So it's an honor Thanks. to have you here. And I love to hear your story for sure. So moving into the chat bots, I want you to first kind of just set us up. Tell us in simple terms what a chatbot is and how it works. Okay. So I know we're going to give people a video so they could see it for themselves in under 60 seconds. And I created a chatbot for your audience that they can check out botacademy.com slash Amy Porterfield so they can see it, but I'll describe it. Imagine a landing page for a yoga studio and the yoga studio says, we created a guide to teach you how to do a handful of yoga poses. Press this button below to get it. The user presses the button and immediately it feels like magic, but immediately their phone vibrates. And they look at their phone, and there's an alert at the top that says, here's the guide I promised you. They tap that alert at the top of their phones, and immediately Facebook Messenger opens up. There's an image of the yoga studio that they just were interacting with, and it says, hi, and if it's you, it'll address you by your name, Amy. If it's me, it'll automatically know my name is Andrew, and it'll say, hi, Amy, here's the guide that I promised you. Can I give it to you here in Facebook Messenger and keep teaching you in Facebook Messenger? The user presses a button that says yes. As soon as they press a button that says yes, they wait a second, and then they get the guide right there. They could tap to open the guide. They could read it right there in Facebook Messenger. They could save it to read on their phone later. They could share it with their friends via email, text message, Facebook Messenger, etc. And the beauty of this is if a week later the yoga studio has a discount on membership, they could message everyone who subscribed to their chat experience and say, we're offering a discount. Or we're offering a free session, come into our studio and learn. Or we created this other little guide or another way to teach you via GIF, via video, via PDF to teach you how to do yoga. It's a way of connecting with people similar to what I did in email back in the early days, similar to what I still do with email and will continue to do with email, but in the chat apps that people love. And that's as simple as it is. Okay. I love that you explain it in simple terms. Like you said, we have this short video in the show notes to walk them through exactly what you just explained, but I like to lay it out there before we get into all the details. Yep. So my listeners are a mix of those in their first couple years of business. And then there's some more seasoned entrepreneurs with a multiple six-figure business as well. So tell us who exactly should be using a chatbot and what sort of chatbot application might they start out using as a tool in their own business? I'm going to say the number one no-brainer used for a chatbot is anyone who's doing a webinar or something that's time-sensitive. So I did a webinar with my friend Brian Harris for his audience, and I had people register to show up to the webinar. And I looked at how many people registered, and I think we had 857 people who registered to get this. We sent out an email to them, Actually, excuse me, after they registered, we said, great, you gave us your email address so we can remind you. But if you hit this button, I could send you a a message via Facebook Messenger the minute I go live. So here's the stats on it. The people who got email, 42% of them opened. That's a really high open rate, 42% open, right? The people who opened up the chat, 82% of them opened. 82.7 actually percent opened the message. I said, I'm going live now. You registered. How could they not? So they open in. In email, the click rate was 15%. It means 15% clicked and said, okay, I'm going to go see this webinar that I registered for. On chat, 37% clicked. So we're talking about way more people who are clicking, more than double are people who are clicking and opening and going to see the live thing. And so 
that's who it's great, the greatest for. Okay. This is huge. A lot of my listeners are into webinars because webinars are my thing. And they come to me and they say, Amy, my biggest challenge is that people are not showing up live for my webinar. They register and then they do not show up. And we all know that they have good intentions of watching the replay and they likely never will. So you just gave us a strategy to pretty much wipe out that fear or concern or challenge. So this is huge, but I want to get really specific really quickly and just say or ask you, are you running a Facebook ad that says register for my webinar and that's how this is all starting? Yes, we do. We do a lot of different things, but the number one thing that we do is we have a Facebook ad that says register for my webinar. People hit the link. They go to a standard landing page. We happen to use ClickFunnels, but we've used lead pages very effectively in other platforms too. But it just says here, register. We ask for the email address first. And then on the confirmation page, we say you're registered. Hit this button so we could remind you to show up. And when they hit the button, now they're also confirmed on Facebook Messenger. So that answers the big question that people have for us, which is, are you telling me that email is dead? Should I be replacing email with chat? Because most people aren't ready to do that. I don't think the world is ready. If email's working for you, keep it. Keep the standard landing page on the confirmation page. Just say, hit this button, and I'll be able to remind you via chat. People will hit that button. The vast majority will because they want the reminder. And it's just one button to press. Okay. This is something I am doing 100%. I will be letting you know how it goes because it's a game changer. So thank you for that. I feel like we could just end this, but we've got a lot (laughs) to cover. So let's keep going. So you've already given us some good examples, but can you give us a couple examples of companies that are currently using chatbots successfully and tell us what's working for them and how they track their success? And one more thing I want to add to that, if you could give us like a big name company, someone that we would all know, but also on the flip side, if you have an example of a a lesser known company or an entrepreneur that operates on a smaller budget, because that's my audience, I'd love some of those examples as well. All right, I'm going to give you one. The the reason I got into chatbots was one of my listeners, a guy named Shane Mack, created a business. I said, I'll invest in it. I put some money into the company and I wanted him to see what I thought the future of chatbots would be. And he's not going to listen to me if I write him an email or text him and say, here's what I think. I had to create my own chatbot. I had to create my own experience to show him. So Shane Mack created a company called Assist, and he created a chatbot for Sephora. I'm about to tell you something, Amy. Please do not create this. Okay. (laughs) Tell your audience, do not create this. Don't be intimidated by this. This is just a vision of the future. And for me to show you that big companies are already using chat. So here's what you could do. I've done this. You can go to Facebook Messenger. You can search for Sephora. So guys, if you don't know Sephora, it's a company that sells cosmetics and such. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, actually. <laughs> so you go to Sephora. It sells, they sell cosmetics, like you said. If you walk into a Sephora store, they'll do a makeover. They'll actually let you try on the makeup. For something like that, you want to see it on your face before you buy, not just see it on a website. So what do they do for Sephora? Well, what Assist did was they have this thing that lets you see the different makeup they have. I wish I could show this to you. Maybe I could add this video to your people, too. Okay. I could hit a button. So here's winged liner and red lipstick. (laughs) I hit a button in Facebook Messenger. They're chatting with me, but I hit a button that says, try it on. Right now, you can't see it. My lips have red lipstick on it. Stop it. I'm a New Yorker. I talk a mile a minute. The lipstick is moving with my lips. It's as if it's there. It's like I'm looking in a mirror. Oh, my goodness. 
So that's beautiful, but I could slide over and I could see how it would look with more subtle makeup. Now it's really subtle. Do you makeup. look good? Do you like it? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't go well with my little bit of scruff. I shaved and I still have scruff. <laughs> That'd be uh, a little weird. But you know what I might do? I might still share it with my friends. And there's a one button share with your friends to say, here, look, look at how it is. Women would do this because they want to share it with their friends to say, do you like this? Should I be buying this makeup? I might do it to say, look at how silly I look on Facebook with with makeup on. Regardless, they're getting some morality from it. They're getting a lot of try-on use. And when you're ready to buy, you can buy right there in Facebook Messenger. That's the future for all of us. So good. Now, this is going to sound like a really stupid question, and I can't help myself, so I'm going to ask you. It's Facebook Messenger, and I'm a little old school. So I'm on my desktop more than I'm on mobile when I'm on Facebook. So is this working on desktop and mobile? This particular experience doesn't, but what I described earlier, what I want your audience to do will yeah. absolutely work on desktop. Great. Okay. We've had people come to me and say, Andrew, my audience doesn't have Facebook Messenger on their phones. My audience doesn't have smartphones, whatever it is. It doesn't. First of all, 1.3 billion people are using Facebook Messenger every month. We all have it on our phones. Facebook's done a really good job pushing us to do it. But let's suppose they don't have phones at all. Let's just imagine a world where your audience happens to not have phones at all. Next time they go to Facebook.com, they're going to get the alert in the uh, on top of their screen and the chat in the bottom right of their screen, a little chat window that gives them the PDF guide from the yoga studio that I mentioned earlier that will give them the recipes that I'll tell you about in a moment from the keto company. It will do almost everything. It won't do this, what we're talking about here with trying on makeup. Gotcha. And that's one of the reasons why I don't want people to do it yet. Right. Okay, cool. But I asked for a, a big company example, and that was a brilliant one. Okay. Give us a lesser known. Okay. So at Bot Academy, what we do is we train people to create agencies where they create chatbot experiences for their clients. One of our graduates is a guy named Nick Julia. He connected with Harlan, the founder of Completely Keto. Keto is a style of diet that is heavy on protein and light on carbs. And it's I've seen some people here come to my house in San Francisco. They won't eat a lot because they're on keto and they look beautiful. So I get it. I get <laughs> yeah, why. Me too. I get it. <laughs> and so Harlan from Completely Keto said, let me try this chatbot thing. And so Nick created a chatbot that does basics, that teaches what keto is. For a lot of people, keto is a mystery. And even if you know it, you want to know the recipes. How do I actually live it and create this food? And so he created one for Completely Keto. And he gave me a breakdown. He sold through, first of all, he got subscribers. People say, yes, I want to learn more about keto. And they get the messages via Facebook Messenger. He sold $315,000 worth of products, and that includes $100,000 worth of books. It includes $60,000 in a continuity program. You know, the first month only is going into the $315,000 total that I'm giving you. And I said, how many subscribers did you get? Thinking, I come from an email world. Something that's just been going on for three, four months doesn't usually get this unless it has massive subscribers. Right. He said, get this. He went in and he looked at his dashboard and he had 9,108 subscribers. To make over $300,000. Make over $300,000. Wow. That's the difference between chat and email. Chat is less busy. He's not competing with every other diet email that's going into his user's inbox, which is what's happening in email today, which is what's happening all over online. It's white space. It's calm space. The messages are shorter than email, so people are more likely to engage with them. And after a while, you send them a message and another message, and you teach them, and you build trust, and you build a relationship. And then when you sell, they could buy right there in Facebook Messenger. It's incredibly effective. Ah, oh, so good. I love these examples. It's, it's perfect. 
Okay, so while you're telling me all of this, I know some of my listeners are thinking, well, chatbots aren't for everyone and for every situation. And I know my listeners well. They're thinking they're so impersonal, Andrew. They're they're so robotic. I mean, the word bot is in there. So when do you think people like to interact with chatbots and when do they not? You know, let me answer the robot part first okay, and then please. I'll break it down. For the most most part, what we're doing is marketing automation. We're sending out, just like when I send out an email from Infusionsoft, which I don't like because it's overwhelming, it's automated. I wrote it when I went out with our writers to Arizona and spent two hours writing it, thinking it through. It's And that happened over a year ago. It's automated. And the same thing's happening with chat, for sure. But a few weeks ago, I said, I'm going to take one Friday and respond to every single person who interacts with my chatbot. I sent a message to all of them. 16,000 people I had at the time, I said, I'm here in a coffee shop. Here's a photo of me in a coffee shop. Hit reply and let's chat about anything. And I got responses. And I specifically said, I want to create this new continuity program that helps people who want to have chatbots talk to other people who have chatbots. I don't know what it's going to be. Hit reply and talk to me about that or anything. I got within 24 hours, 256 people responded back to me via chat. Within a week, almost 400 people responded to me via chat. Wow. It was overwhelming. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I was sitting there. My eyes were going to bleed from responding. <laughs> and then my wife happened to want to go to Berkeley. I said, Olivia, let me just pitch a ride with you. I got in the car with her, went to Berkeley. I sat in a different coffee shop in Berkeley. It helped to change things up. I don't think I would ever do it again where I would say anyone could respond, but I'm absolutely going to encourage more people to chat back with me. Responding to someone in chat is quick. It's just like a one-off message. It says, yeah, hey, I am in a coffee shop. Thanks for engaging. Somebody gave me a like four-point message saying, here's what your continuity program should have for me to pay for it. I responded to him with more detail, but it was never more than a few paragraphs of text. And you could see people actually buy. And I did a blog post on Bot Academy where you can see my chat back and forth with Veronica who ended up buying from me. And you could see it is personal. It's as personal or as impersonal as you want it to be. Ooh, so that's, that's the answer good. to that. It's impersonal or as personal as you want it to be. I'm going to link to that article you did there because I, I'd like people to kind of see what that looks like behind the scenes and you chatting and, and all the details there. One of the most brilliant things about Andrew is that he gives you data. He gives you numbers. Not most, most people don't do that. And Andrew, you make me nervous because I'm not good with the data. It doesn't come natural to me. So I have to be very intentional, but I remember I was on your show one time and I was so nervous because I knew we were talking numbers and details because you live there. And it's really cool to see how your brain works and everything you say, I believe, because you have it all backed up. So, And you will see in that blog post numbers right at the top, how many sales and so on. And the truth was, it wasn't an enormous number of sales. But as you look at the bot experience that I created, you can see an emphasis on, I want to get to know you. And part of the problem was, I feel like in my podcast at Mixergy, people know me, they know my insecurities, they know my ambitions, they know my kids, little, I try not to talk too much about my kids, but they know me. And I felt like in chat, they didn't. And so this was my first step towards that. And unfortunately, there's no way to put a number on that and success. All I can do is say, here's the exact number of people that I chatted with. Here's the exact number of people who bought and so on. And they could see that. So, so chat does not have to be impersonal. Okay. So everyone just remember that because I want you to embrace this. I'm getting excited about this strategy and I hope my listeners are too. So I'm sure some of my listeners will want to go ahead and start testing some chatbot applications right away. We've got a lot of go-getters in the audience. So how do they do that? Mind you, most of my listeners are not computer programmers. Just like me, they are not techie and they don't have really large budgets. So 
give it to me. Okay, so if they want to try one, I've created one they could experiment with. If they want to create one, there are lots of tools for creating it. And you don't need a big budget. In fact, you don't need a budget at all to do it. They're funded, a large number of these companies, by Silicon Valley investors, the people who live right here in uh, in my neighborhood. And so here's what I'd recommend. There's a site called Botlist. It's botlist.co. They have a tremendous number of software options that you can pick from to create your chatbot. You should not be coding right now. Unless you want to compete in this space in a heavy way, you shouldn't be coding it up. No. Right. Like, Amy, your audience wants to create an email list. Would you say, first step, go code up MailChimp or code up <laughs> no. Infusion? No, you say, yeah, go for some people, for MailChimp, MailChimp works. For some people, yeah. Infusionsoft Active Campaign uh, is really effective. That's that's the one that I've been, that I prefer. But whatever it is, you say, this software exists. Go pick the one that you like. Use the free version for a while. Pay when you're ready to upgrade. Same thing here. And botlist.co has it. I happen to think that ManyChat is the best when it comes to marketing automation. It's the most MailChimp-like, active campaign-like, Infusionsoft-like. It has all those features in. And full disclosure, I invested in that company. Um, you did. Okay, so that's what we use. I want everyone to know, because I got very confused by that title. He's saying M-A-N-Y chat, many chat. So uh, yes. sometimes they think I'm saying something different when I say that. But we, that's what we use, Andrew. I didn't know you were an investor. Very cool. You know what? I knew that they were good. I didn't trust them because I... And we'll talk about the one mistake or the mistakes that people make. Mm-hmm. One of them is putting your subscribers in software that will not be around. It's harder to take your subscribers and go to a competitor with chat than it is with email. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to get to know him. I found his investor, who's a friend of mine. I said, hey, you invested in him. Make an intro. I want to get to know him. Do you trust him? Give me some insight. He gave me insight. I took Mikhail Yang, the founder of ManyChat, mm-hmm. ManyChat, to lunch and got to know him. I used his software a bit. I then got to know him so much. I said, I trust my subscribers here, and I also would like to invest. Actually, I said, I don't want to invest. And he said, Andrew, we really want a partnership here. We want you to be on board because you're using it so much. You should invest. And I thought, why didn't I want to invest? That's a mistake. So I invested cool. in a couple of rounds. So I like them, but Full disclosure, I'm an investor. There are tons of options out there. You can go to botlist.co, not.com, see a bunch of options. My recommendation for everyone who's listening, create one. I had someone on my team who's on a call with me on Zoom said, I actually never created a chatbot. <laughs> I said, you're working with me in this like your mixer G, but we, we're building chatbots. How did you not create one? She says, I don't know. I'm too busy. I said, between now and our next call, I want you to go and create your first chatbot. She's got a a baby at home. She's got a full-time gig. She's got family. She's got all kinds of stuff. She said, okay, I'm going to do it. And she said, in case we ever need it for, since I like numbers, said in case we ever need it for another email or chat or something, here's how long it took me to create it. I believe she said, and I could be wrong, we'll publish an accurate number. It was 21 minutes to create her chatbot. We're not talking about a long period of time to create it. Now to get it good, it could be a lifetime of constant polishing and improving, but it doesn't take long. everything in business. So, Okay, cool. So you you told us where to go. We know the one that you and I like the most, and I'll link to it all in the show notes. But you alluded to this, so I want to get to it. There's got to be some mistakes that we should totally avoid. And so before we even dive in, talk to me about some of those things that could cause some headaches if we're not aware. Okay, number one, coding. I come from Mixergy. My audience is all about startups, tech startups. They love to code. I think it's a mistake to say, I want to send out chat. I have to code up my own competitor to many chat. It's just, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Here's another mistake. Too much artificial intelligence. When chatbots started, the vision was you could just go into Facebook Messenger and chat with the bot and say, I want to take a flight to Tahiti and book me a room. And 
the chatbot will respond and say, here are the flights that I have and I could book you a room. That's coming. But my friend Shane from uh, Assist says, they shouldn't call it artificial intelligence. They should call it eventual intelligence. (laughs) It's not here yet. It's always eventual. So try not to make it too smart. Keep it simple. Just like you broadcast messages via email, broadcast messages via chat. Just like you want people to respond occasionally, encourage them and invite them to respond via chat. Don't pretend that you're, actually, that's the next tip. Don't pretend your bot is human. If you go to the completely keto chat bot, you will see it says, my creator Harlan made me to help you with chat. Don't let people think that, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That We talk about that a lot with my audience where we do automated webinars. And I always say, you do not have to pretend that they are live. People are smarter than that. So I like that we're not pretending that this is not a bot. And in some cases, it could look like it. So Seth Godin saw what we were doing at Bot Academy. He had a chat bot created for him. It's the Seth Godin bot. It's his face. It's his name on it. But there's not the expectation that you're really chatting with Seth that he just spent five seconds ago writing out a message just to you. That's how you keep things from feeling to give it from promising stuff you can't deliver. Cool. All right, here's another one. Sending out long messages. People will send out paragraph after paragraph via chat. I did a talk here in San Francisco in the dog patch area. Someone said, why not write long messages? I said, are you in a relationship? And she, she smiled and said, yeah. I said, do you use email or chat to communicate with your, is it boyfriend? She said, yeah, I use chat to communicate with my boyfriend. I said, would you trust me enough to show me your chat messages with your boyfriend? She said, yeah. <laughs> and I looked at it and I didn't read it out loud, but you can see it's sentence from her, sentence from him, partial sentence from her, image from him. That's the way we communicate with each other. That's how we should communicate with our audience. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. So brilliant. Keep it okay. short. Yes. So okay, there did we is. get through them all? Don't code. Don't do too much artificial intelligence. Don't write long messages, number three. Number four, don't pretend your bot is human and it's really you. And number five, don't pick the wrong software. You're not married to it, but it's harder to switch. Okay, good to know. These, these are great mistakes to avoid. Now, to wrap it up, I thought it would be fun if you tell us some cool or unusual things you can do with chatbots, just so we kind of understand this world and what it, what it looks like out there. All right. I always feel like Assist. ManyChat is great for today. Assist is always building the future for their clients. So I got together with Shane, the founder for Drink, and I said, what are you working on now? And it's finally published, so I can tell you. He said, do you want to buy a beer for a random person at a baseball field, a baseball game? I said, of course. Yes, that's So he fun. says, all right, I want you to chat with this company. I think it was called Brew to You. And so I, I I went to Facebook, to not Facebook Messenger now, to iMessages on my iPhone. And I started chatting with this, where is it? There it is. It's called, yeah, it's Brew to You. And I hit chat and it said, hey, welcome to Brew to You, your automated beverage assistant. We're serving until the seventh inning of this game today. Here's what's on tap. And this is coming to me on iMessage because I have an iPhone. So I tap the little message and it brings up a full menu. And I closed the menu because I don't want to use it as a cheat. I said, let me see how I can talk to a bot on iMessage from Apple. I just said two buds, meaning two Bud Lights. I wasn't going (laughs) to, excuse me, two Budweiser's. I wasn't going to say two Budweiser's, please, or any. Let's see what it did. It said, two buds, parroting back what I said. You got it. Now tell me where you are. So I typed in the section, the row, and the seat that I was in. And it said, okay, double tap the side of your phone to authorize Apple Pay so you can buy it. I double tapped the side of my phone. Boom, it was paid. We're talking about less than 30 seconds to have beer picked and paid for. And then 
someone who I don't know is a stranger at a baseball game, had a guy immediately come to him with the beer and hand him the two buds that I, that I ordered. Okay. That's the I future. love this. That is yeah. so cool. Okay. And I wanted to say that because here we have artificial intelligence. They understood what two buds means. Here we have not just Facebook, but Apple, the curator of curators, the people who will not allow just anything to happen saying, we're going to take a toe into the water of chatbots. This is not a human being there. It's a bot that Assist created. This is the future. If you don't believe in it, you should see that Facebook believes in it and Apple at iMessages does. I know you recommend to more advanced businesses that use Slack. Slack clearly believes in chatbots. This is the future. We don't have to give up email. We don't have to give up the present for it. We should experiment with it and bring it into our business and make it part of our mix. Because if they're listening to you, Amy, they know about marketing automation. They know about systemizing. They know about all this. All these features work beautifully in chatbots. Oh, I absolutely love it. I didn't think I'd be so sold. I actually have to be very honest. When I wanted to have you on the show, I told Jill, who's my content manager, I said, I'm regretting this decision. It's going to be so over our heads. Um, Andrew's really smart. This is going to be complicated. I think we made the wrong decision. And you know, Andrew, I love you. I'm a huge fan. But I got nervous. And after this, we're using chatbots a little. I cannot wait to send this to my team and say, okay, let's bring it on. Let's do more. It's it's very doable. So thank and you we'll, for that. And if you need help setting it up, especially if it's for a webinar, I'll get someone. Ugh. I'll get someone on my team to work out with you to set it up because I know that once you know how to do it, you're going to teach it to all of your listeners and all of your followers and all of your readers. And so it's it's an investment in this platform Ugh. because you've got good people and I want you to know how to do it and others to do it too. Thank you so much. My, my students who are listening are like, yes, yes, teach us this. So if I get to learn from the best, I will do it for sure. So thank you for that. And Andrew, tell everybody where can they learn more about you and just stay in touch and learn more about bots and all that good stuff? You know what? We're actually going to create a chatbot for, I thought it was already up and, and running here, but my team will put it together by the time this is published. Botacademy.com slash Amy Porterfield. They'll be able to see what a chatbot looks like in our world. They'll be able to try it, beat it up, experiment with it, and then also use that to teach them how to create their own chatbots. Okay, cool. So, and you have a program to teach, right? Yeah, we do. We do have a course where we teach people how to create chatbots. People like Nick Julia, Mary Catherine Johnson, many others have gone through it. And now they're so big in the chatbot space. They're speaking at events and teaching this stuff to other people. But I, I don't know that I want to promote it to your audience. I'm not sure that it is, frankly, right for everyone. Some mm -hmm. people don't want to get as intensely into it as, the, as, as our people are, where we get obsessed about teaching it. But if you just want to dabble... Check out our bot, check out our site, experiment with our blog post, create your own bot. We'll help you out. If you ever do want to take it to the next level, I'd be happy to have me and my team mentor you guys and help you build a chatbot. Cool. Guys, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes so you can find out everything that Andrew has to offer. So cool that he kind of set up something for free for us to look at so you can really get a taste for what it's all about. So Andrew, thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. So there you have it. I hope you loved this interview with Andrew as much as I have. It was so much fun to dive into chatbots and I feel like he makes it incredibly doable and simple to get started. And that's exactly how I love to embrace new strategies. So that's why I'm such a fan of learning from Andrew. Now, remember all the resources that he talked about in this episode are on my show notes, amyporterfield.com forward slash 227. Also, if you haven't done so already, 
please make sure you subscribe to my podcast. I've been doing some bonus episodes and I haven't been talking about them through email and on social as much as I do my core episodes. So if you don't want to miss a thing, you gotta make sure that you're subscribed and you'll be notified every time I have a new episode, including all the cool bonus ones that are coming out soon. So all you need to do is go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to hit subscribe. Okay, guys, I can't wait to see you again next week. Same time, same place. We are going to be diving into the topic of finishing. I have a guest, John Acuff, that's coming on the show, and he's going to talk to us about how to get to the finish line when things start getting in the way. One of my most favorite topics, actually finishing what we're starting, I think you're going to love it. If you love the Brooke Castillo episode where we talked about doing B minus work and not trying to be a perfectionist, I think you're going to love this conversation. It's like an extension of that. And we get into a lot of juicy details around how to get to the finish line. So very important. So I'll see you here again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.